Accepting application. Let's begin now. Welcome to it. Tuesday night. Boy, are we juiced tonight. Boy, are we juiced tonight. Japan, United States, World Baseball Classic. It's on DraftKings. I've taken the United States minus one and a half. We're about to have some fireworks tonight, Daddy. You better believe that. I mean, if in my life, at a stage like this, you can get a polarizing player like Shohei Otani come in in like the seventh inning, Mike Trout comes up in like the seventh inning, man on first, maybe it's Bobby Witt on third because he got a triple and my pants are off. Shout out Ron Hughley. And Trout hits a dinger. Puts the United States up too. I can't wait for this, man. I know a lot of you are probably like, who cares? World Baseball Classic. Come on in. The water's nice. It's fruitful. It's going to be a fun game. It starts in 22 minutes. Probably will start at 630. The only bad news about tonight that I have for you is that I won't be here for three hours. I will only be here for two. And you better believe we're going to be zoned in with updates. Mike Trout walking out on the field right now, hoisting the American flag on his shoulder, followed by the dudes. And if you want some more theatrical approach to this, Shohei Otani is on the left side foul pole, Mike Trout coming out on the right side foul pole, each carrying their nation's flag, leading their boys to home plate. You better believe, Daddy. Whoa! We are juiced for this. Now, I haven't been here since game one, but like I've said, that Dominican Republic-Puerto Rico game got me in. And if you could see the scene in Miami right now, every fan on their feet, Recording the best player in the United States, the best player from Japan, who coincidentally play on the same team, hate each other tonight. Dusty Likens here with you. It's after hours. How's that for an open spec? I don't know if he's listening. I just thought I'd do an unnatural shout out there. But I mean, this is, I mean, this is top of the world sports right here. And if you don't agree with that, then I got two words for you. Just can't say it. The trophy sits. I'm trying to paint the picture. The trophy sits in the middle of home plate. Both teams, Team USA on the first baseline, Team Japan on the left, on the third baseline. Could you imagine just Trout just stake that thing in the ground? Bobby Witt Jr., Brady Singer. You'll never see anything like this. Somebody says, how the Christ are the angels so bad? Good question. I don't know, man. 
why is this game on ESPN or something instead of FS1? Rights? Bidding wars? That's the thing about this. And this is what I think this is interesting is we start the night off with the World Baseball Classic because it is all the juice, all the excitement. Because there are a lot of you out there that I know personally that will tell yourself, you know, I'll watch it if they get to the final. Here they are. I'll go to church on Easter. It's Easter. Where you at, Craig? But here we go. As Team USA gets introduced, they're in there all blue, a white U, a striped S, and a white A. Nike swish on the right shoulder. Woo, man. If this doesn't get you ready for baseball, Mizzou and Kansas fans, maybe K-State fans, if this doesn't get you where you need to be, I don't know how to get you there. But we talked about the game last night. We remember how exciting that game was last night as it was Japan versus Mexico. And a Rosarina makes the absolute nastiest catch in this season of the World Baseball Classic you've ever seen. Quarterfinal performance where he knocked in five. Back spins a flat ball to left and sends a Rosarina to the track, to the wall. That one is... How about that Randy pop from the Rose crowd? Arena, the latest show. I mean, that is a 1999 WWF Attitude Stone Cold pop. Listen to it again. The announcer's just doing his job. Hey, here we are. A Rose Arena goes back, and then you just hear the pop again of that crowd. Quarterfinal performance. Where he knocked in five. Back spins a fly ball to left and sends a Rosarena to the track. To the wall. That one is caught. Randy Rosarena. The latest show. And the way that man looked at the rest of the field after he made the catch. With just like a stank face. Like, do you realize what I just did? And then he signed an autograph or two and threw him in there in the middle of the game. And as that game got towards the end, Japan down five to four. Shohei Otani leads off double. Next guy walks. Very next batter. He can get a huge lead. Cracked in the air. Deep center field. Thomas on the move. It's off the wall. Otani's in to score. Here comes the winning run. Japan turns it around on its last breath. You better believe it. Turns it around on its last breath. Japan walks it off last night against Team Mexico to paint the scene of how my night ended last night. We have a cleaning crew up here. Hispanic family, and the dad's up here, and he's got his phone blaring. I'm walking down the stairs. I'm like, all right, man, three more outs. And I had no idea what was going on as I'm transferring from studio to my car. And then I get home, and I see the aftermath, and I'm like, man, that guy was so tuned in that even during his job, he's got the phone blaring. They're all in. We told you the numbers earlier in the in this show from a couple weeks ago. 
that 48% of Japanese households when Shohei Otani was pitching were tuned into the World Baseball Classic, 48% of Japan. And now tonight, I'm excited to know what the ratings will be for tonight's final in the United States. Because we're all pining for that moment. We're all waiting for that moment where it's Shohei Otani versus Trout. That's what we're waiting for. And with this type of passion, could you imagine if you inflicted this into the Major League Baseball world? Now I understand, so hear me out. Brady Singer, Bobby Witt, National Anthem, Fox Sports 1. Yes. Yes. Chills. Tight pants. White eyes. Juiced up. But with this type of passion, if you could somehow inflict this into the Major League Baseball world, and I'll tell you my theory on how you could do this, and a lot of you will probably roll your eyes on your way home, not because the weather sucks, not because it's only two hours of after hours tonight, but because of my theory of how you could make Major League Baseball a little bit more up with this type of sport. We can all agree that baseball is not as popular as it once was. In fact, it's, it's very minute right now in the United States, right? Like opening day is a week from this Thursday. Where are you at on your level of baseball interests? I know locally your team isn't really the best and you're coming off a Super Bowl again. But you look at what could happen in the the world of the major league. Now, I get it. It's a knockout stage, but maybe that's why a little more are amped and you're playing for country, not for team. But could you imagine if we did major league baseball similar to this with the new way that baseball has formed itself? Why not make major league baseball playoffs like the world baseball classic? Knockout stage. I don't want a game seven anymore. In fact, I don't want a game five. I want a one and done. I'm dead serious. Shorten the season. Make it 100 games. Make the playoffs a one and done. Maybe you could make the first round similar to a pool stage. I haven't really done in-depth look on how you could do that. Maybe you could take the top two teams from each division, American League, National League, they automatically go to the knockout stage. Everybody else plays a best of three. Then you go into the knockout stage. You add the new rules of baseball, pitch clock, no shifts, bigger bases, knockout stage, World Baseball Classic meshes with this, shorter season. Baseball goes from ground zero to at least four or five floors up like that. Well, that's not how baseball should be played. Well, the current way that it's being played sucks. It's elongated. I don't want 162 games anymore. Call me a millennial. Call me a spoiled child. Whatever you want to call me. But what I've watched in the last two weeks of the World Baseball Classic makes me think every single night, how can baseball do this? And I understand. They're playing for country. They're one-and-done type of games. Sure. But in Major League Baseball playoffs, 
That country is now your team, and you're playing for your team. Shorten the season. It doesn't make it as spoiler alert when you play a seven-game series and you think to yourself, well, if they play a one-game series, knockout way, and my team just won 109 games, that's unfair. Well, then tell Major League Baseball to shorten the season, and it amps it up a little bit. Maybe there's more passion. Maybe allow more bat flips and pitcher celebrations and don't be so butthurt when it happens. If they do it, you can do it. There's nothing wrong with that. Team USA versus Team Japan tonight on Fox Sports 1. We'll keep you updated with scores as the national anthems are both over. The teams have gone to their dugout. Shorten the season, new rules, this hype, knockout system in the playoffs, Major League Baseball takes off. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I take a look at my life uh. and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing. Ought to be the so theme song tonight for Team USA. Shout out Coolio. Me be treated like a punk. You know that's unheard of. You better watch out. Dangerous Minds. Great movie. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer have a better role than Catwoman? I think she even broke Danny DeVito and Christopher Walken a couple times in that move. Turn it up for Team USA. Anyway, let's bring it down a notch. Team USA, Team Japan about to square off in the World Baseball Classic final. Championship game. What's that line from uh, Rookie of the Year, John Candy? He's like, for all the morals, for all the stuff, for all. That's tonight. But as we take a back seat, as we rest, again, I'll keep you updated so you can stay listening to this program for the evening until 8 o'clock, and then the Royals will take over as we get you ready for opening day, which is a week from this Thursday. We'll keep you updated with the scores. Obviously, they're not using the pitch clock, so this game will take four hours. Your boy did put a wager down. 20 bucks to win 40. Nothing large. A little no-sweat bet for the World Baseball Classic. Team USA just got to win by a run and a half. Let's get out to an 8-0 lead, you know? Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. How's that for your first four? Pretty solid. Pretty, pretty, pretty solid. Um, I think we need to have a celebratory drink and a celebratory round of applause for one Kyle Brandt. Because Kyle Brandt, who was at one point a friend of Cody and Gold Show, liked his input. He's fantastic on Good Morning Football. A little much sometimes, but that's the role. But Kyle Brandt, I'm proud of you. I hate AFC West hype. I'm sitting at work this morning on the NFL Network, and I'm asked this question, which I respect, which was conceived and written and produced and presented on the air, and it's, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is now officially signed with the Las Vegas Raiders, reuniting with Josh McDaniels. 
Can the Raiders catch up with the Kansas City? Nope. <laughs> I don't even want to hear the question. I can't let him get the question get out. I can't sit here in the offseason and start saying, yeah, yeah, they can do it. The, the Raiders are going to catch up with the Chiefs. And, and if they don't, it'll be the Broncos or the Chargers. No, no, I'm not doing it. I did this crap last year. You probably did it with me. I sat through countless hours of, oh, my God, look at Russell Wilson in the Instagram mock-up on the Broncos. Justin Herbert, he's really talented. Oh, man, Derek Carr, maybe this is, this is nothing. Chiefs were 6-0 and against the division. They smacked them around like they do every single year. They won the Super Bowl. They won the MVP. It's the Chiefs. That's it. I, can't, I, I will not uh, sit here and fake enthusiasm for the AFC West. I won't. It's not against Jimmy and the Raiders or even the Broncos and the Chargers. It's just extremely pro-Chiefs. I'm sitting here watching this thing, and I, I, the Chiefs have a player of mass destruction. They got him. They're always going to have him. They have him this year. They're going to have him the next 10 years. And I've seen enough that he is currently Patrick Mahomes on a trajectory to become the best football player ever. Ever. The way he's started, the way he's accomplished as a team, as a, as a, as a person, he, he's now just really in the throes of his prime. Those first four or five years for a franchise quarterback, those are warm-up years. You get a little older, you get a little more mature, then you really start to master the game. So look, Jimmy Garoppolo looks sexy as hell in that Raiders uniform, and great. Maybe the Raiders will make the playoffs. I'm not saying they won't. I'm just not sitting here and saying they're going to chase down the Chiefs. What, it's a player of mass destruction. A player of mass destruction. Kyle Brandt, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of Kyle Brandt. Because last year, like so many, like so many, this might be the year for the Raiders. This might be the year for the Broncos. And you were all burned. You were all torched. You all got got by the player of mass destruction is how Kyle Brandt decides to describe Patrick Mahomes. And I've tried to talk about this. And I've tried to bring this up several times throughout my last year on the air. We're not even close to seeing Mahomes hit his stride. Most quarterbacks of the past, which Patrick Mahomes is not one, but most quarterbacks of recent years and decades really hit that stride at about 30. Now the game has changed and quarterbacks are getting younger and starting younger. And quarterbacks are developing younger, and the game is changing. But Patrick Mahomes, in his first five years, you know, have been pretty electric. USA versus Japan underway. First pitch in the books. Mookie Betts in the batter's box. All right, Dusty, you got me fired up. Took USA minus a half, minus one and a half, and over 10 and a half. Let's go. 714. Let's go. Let's get on Team USA. 
But finally, people are starting to get in. We talked a little bit about it last night. As the host of the show that Kyle Brandt's on, she even said, I learned my lesson. She got torched one year and was done. Mookie Betts flies out to right, one out in the top of the first. But Patrick Mahomes isn't even into what Kyle Brandt describes the sweet part of his career. This is the honeymoon phase. For those of you lovebirds out there, you know that phase. Nothing can go wrong. No arguments. No red flags that we notice. Everything's perfect. And he's 27. And I think this is why Veach knows that if you want to come to Kansas City, Odell, DeAndre Hopkins, who I speak to, you're going to be coming on the Chiefs' dime because they have a promise that they can give you that no other team can solidify and give you in a promise form. No other team can do that. Let's go, baby. Mike Trout, bloop double. USA is on second. Leave it to the fish man. That's not his nickname, but that's what we're calling that man tonight. He's got a hell of a neck, thick neck on Mike Trout. Veins are out, double. USA, one out, man on second. That man is Mike Trout on a bloop single over the first base side. I told you I'm going to keep you updated. Again, Royals coming on at 8 o'clock. I'm out of here after that. But I'll keep you posted. For those of you that can't watch, Mike Trout with a bloop double starting things off for the United States. But again, this is why Veach knows this. Now, I don't know if that's who Odell Beckham was talking about when he said, I'm not saying I want 20 a year, but I need more than four. Brett Veach knows what he has at quarterback, a talent of mass destruction, as one Kyle Brandt calls, which I find hilarious. And... If you missed Fesco's show this morning, which was a wee 12 hours ago when it started, Fesco said a couple things that regard Odell Beckham Jr. and DeAndre Hopkins, at least what kind of supports why I think Brett Beach knows what he has at quarterback, that he knows if you want to come to Kansas City, I can promise you we're going to be in the playoffs. And when that kid gets in the playoffs, his track record speaks for itself. You've got a really damn good chance at winning a Super Bowl ring. I talked to another person in the NFL last night, and, and I keep stressing this, and I'm going to keep stressing this. I know it's a buzzkill for everybody, but they're not going out there and they're not spending that kind of money to go get those guys. Now, I will say this. The Chiefs are in play for anyone if the price is right, but the price has to be right for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're just not going to do those voidable deals that you see where they push money down the road. I think the Chiefs have PTSD from the John Dorsey salary cap era, right? Whether it's Andy Reid, whether it's Brett Veach, whether it's the Hunt family, probably the Hunt family more than anybody because they're the ones that have to write the check at the end of the day. They don't want to get into those situations where they're in salary cap hell, if you will, in a couple of years because they went all in. There's no need for the Chiefs right now to go all in. Teams that are going all in and spending this kind of money are your teams that are desperate. Desperate or desperate. I don't know what he said there. But he's got a good point, and it's a point that supports my theory tonight. You want to play for the Chiefs? You want a chance at a ring? You can You can do it. It's just going to be on the dime of Brett Veach, Andy Reid, and Mark Donovan, and Clark Hunt, and Patrick Mahomes. And whereas you can think about Odell Beckham Jr., 
If I were to rephrase Des Bryant's tweet, I would say I wouldn't be surprised if Odell goes to the Chiefs. I would be surprised if D-Hop goes to the Chiefs, and there's no way in hell both guys go to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's how I would rephrase it. That is correct. That's unless the, unless they get together and they go, you know what, we'll play for the league minimum and we'll go to Kansas City for one-year deals. And then the Chiefs are clearly in on something like that. But as of right now, do, the price isn't right. either one of those two are going to? Can I pause for laughter? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. 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 So there you have it. Team USA, strikeout Goldschmidt, Arenado grounds up to first. Nobody gets Trout in from second base. We go to the bottom of the first, 0-0 in the World Baseball Classic. On the other side, someone that we need to pay respects to, a very special lady up for a very special award that represents herself and the city that we all live in. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in after hours, Dusty Likens with you on 610 Sports Radio. Shohei Otani is up right now. There are two outs, a 3 0 count. He's getting nothing and going to like it. That Judge Schmills, that him from Caddyshack. You'll get nothing in like it, Spalding. 3-1 count. 0-0, bottom first. United States retire the first two Japanese batters. Team Japan might have the uh, baseball player with the greatest name. Lars Newtbar, a uh, St. Louis Cardinals representative which scares the hell out of me because if you haven't seen it, it's all over social media, the bromance that Shohei Otani and Lars Newtbar have, which means, of course, the Cardinals will probably go out and give Shohei Otani whatever he wants. I don't think it's going to happen, but I like to read the tea leaves. Um, Mark DeRosa's squad, they walk Shohei Otani, so a man on first, two outs, 0-0, bottom one. This game, all the electricity you could possibly imagine as it unwinds as we still wait for that epic matchup that could be Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout. You just have to think that's going to happen. Um, for those of you that are wondering, yes, I put a little wager on this 20 bucks, no sweat bet for the United States to cover a point and a half. Could win you 40. So a little 20 to win 20, put a little $40 of some challenge into the, uh, the DraftKings account for your boy. Um, if you haven't listened to the Characters Concerns podcast with Jay Binkley, Nick Schwartz, and Chris Nocero, you should. You can go to 610sports.com and check it out. They had a recent guest, a one Kathy Nelson, who is up for Woman of the Year Award. One of many nominees and one that definitely deserves it. And I think we all should get behind Kathy Nelson in this award because she deserves it for what she's done to this city. And when asked how it was easy to find a draft site on the Characters Concerns, Concerns podcast. She had this to say. This is free for everyone to attend. And you can, we will have the One Pass app on your phones ready to go uh, later on actually, hopefully by middle of the week. And I think as you really dig into what that One Pass app is, you'll see lots of things. But if you show up on site and you're correct, we have the largest footprint so far of the draft. We're at 3 million square feet of space. 
not all of that will be utilized for fan facing things. Of course, that's a lot of back of house, but it still is the largest footprint. The footprint in Las Vegas was 1 million square feet. So we're three times bigger than Vegas already just in that outline. But once you arrive on site, you'll enter through the South Lawn. So think of where the Federal Reserve Bank is located behind the south side of the National World War One Museum and Memorial. That's where fans will enter back there. And then you can come through that NFL draft experience. There'll be so many things to do. There'll be things to see. There'll be engagement opportunities, you know, from the 40-yard dash to just about anything you can think of, looking at locker rooms and rings. And if you're a football fan, to see all 32 clubs will be very special. Then as you progress through that and enjoy that experience, which will take you a while, as you come up, especially on Thursday near the memorial, that's where the red carpet will take place for the prospects. So they'll walk that red carpet area. A lot of celebrities and other things happen in that area late Thursday afternoon. And then, of course, our natural amphitheater, the North Lawn of the Museum and Memorial, looking into that draft stage, that the draft television show itself is the most important piece of the draft. That's where that business meeting takes place, where clubs select their future players, and that's what's so important. So that Friday night, I'm sorry, Thursday night, Friday night, and all day Saturday, you'll see a lot of energy on that stage. There'll be musical acts. Um, you know, there'll be we'll have some local celebrities, of course, our comedians that we like to engage with, and really just you know all things football. Then sprinkled throughout that footprint will be all of the media from the NFL Network, the CBS, the ABC. Um, and you'll see a lot of people that you would recognize off national television floating around. So there we go. Kathy Nelson talking to Jay Binkley, Chris Unicero, and Nick Schwart on the Character Concerns podcast. Again, you can find that on SixthSenseSports.com. Download it, listen to it. You know those guys. Uh, knowledgeable. They've been locked in. Um I thought Kristen Nocero had a really good question for her as well, and he said, how did you really pitch it and change the narrative that Kansas City at once was just looked at as a flyover state and now is, well, a very popular spot in the sports world? Well, and I'll, you know, I'll share just um, recently hosting the Big 12 Men's and Women's Basketball Championships and the new commissioner out of New York. He had never been to Kansas City until basketball media days in October, and then, of course, he was here with us for a week. And following the women's championship on Sunday, he stopped me and he, he said, this was unbelievable. Kansas City showed up. And he goes, we need to figure out our long-term working relationship with your city. He goes, this is beyond expectations. And I think we need to continue to do that for anyone that comes to our city. Rather that, you know, someone from the Packers or a Raiders fan or whomever that fan might be, it's even to our business travelers and our conventioneers and people that are just coming in to check out Union Station and World War One because they heard about it through the draft, we have to continue to be a welcoming city. And so the last few years, having successful teams helps open that door more so than anything else you can imagine. Having the Casey Current building a women-specific stadium opens that conversation more than anything else, more than advertising I could buy. That's why we continue to support sports in our city because it's opening doors to future and greater things. That voice of one Kathy Nelson, the CEO and president of the Kansas City Sports Commissions and from KC Sports Commissions in the news. Congratulations to Kathy Nelson, our president and CEO. Kathy is one of USA Today's Women of the Year. 
a recognition of women who have made a significant impact in their communities and across the country. A driving force, this from the Kansas City Business Journal, a driving force in Kansas City behind the effort to bring the World Cup and NFL draft to town earned a spot on US Today, USA Today's list of Women of the Year. So a salute, a standing ovation, an applaud, and recognition for what Kathy Nelson has done to this city. And boy, is it about to get fun. NFL draft. Well, I guess you can go Big 12 tournament, NFL draft, World Cup, and then, of course, just a bunch of Super Bowls to tack onto that because of who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. So applaud and recognition and great, great, great appreciation for one Kathy Nelson to be a part of Kansas City in the Kansas City Sports Commission. So salute to you, Miss Nelson. Salute to this guy as well because it was, uh, well, 15 years ago, the NBA college basketball changed because of one man in one tournament. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Getting late tonight and being a baller, Trey Turner. Unbelievable. He just homers deep to left. Team USA up 1 0 in the top of the second with one out. Ray Lamuto is up right now, batting seventh for Team USA. Trey Turner does it again. I'm pretty sure a little Troy's from KC. I could be wrong. Trey Turner's just on a whole nother level right now. Things you love to see. Team USA up on Team Japan is King Griffey Jr. They just showed in the dugout saying, yeah, I showed those guys that swing. Base hit for Ray Lamuto as he is on first base, one out, top second, Team USA. That lineup something else. That lineup is, man, that lineup is something else, man. I'll tell you what. Um, so we mentioned it at the before the break. That 15 years ago, something changed the way that the game is played. Someone really changed the way it was. It was in spring of 2008. I don't know where you guys were. I know where I was um, when it came to this young cat at the time. But this was 15 years ago. Well, not that. Sometimes you got to remember to turn the music off, Dusty. But this, 15 years ago today. And riding the longest win streak in America. Let's see if they can do something to get Curry open early. Here is Curry. And he hits. He has a high arcing jump shot. Curry. It's a little space. Oh. Takes advantage and knocks it down from three. Look at that. Wow, arc. is that sweet? You ever seen a softer three? That's pretty good. Can't ask for a better look, and he hits the three right out of the locker room. Curry's got another one. Look at the left hand. Left hand banks the home and one. That's a playground shot right there. Curry right back with a three. Think you ought to guard him? Curry with the steal. Taken on Bolden and one. We're a Curry three away from tying it. Here it is. We're all tied and running. 
He is lighting it up. And Lovedale keeps it for him. Curry! Oh, are you kidding me? And he points over to his parents. 40 for Curry. 30 and a half. And now we know about him. A star on the NCAA tournament stage. Stephen Curry leads Davidson into the second round. So if you remember that, that was Steph Curry's upset win with 40 points against Gonzaga in 2008. He would then meet Kansas in 2008, losing, which was the first and only time all four number one seeds would make the national championship and Kansas would be victorious over Memphis in one of the all-time classic championship games. But let's take a little bit of time and appreciate what Steph Curry has done since then. You hear the audio there. They have no idea who he is. Nobody knew who he was. I can't say nobody. I know there was a lot of people that went to Davidson or a lot of people that lived in that area of the world that were like, you know what? There's this kid. And if he gets hot in the tournament, who knows what can happen? But it was that moment. It was that moment 15 years ago on this very day, on this very day, that Steph Curry would change the way the game of basketball was played. And I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like it. Base hit, Tim Anderson, two on, two out. Team USA up 1-0 in the top of the second. But there was a lot of people that at the start of Steph Curry's run, right, and it took a little bit of development and to get into pros, but not long. And then Steph Curry was born. In fact, he was born further than 15 years ago today in 2008. And yes, for those of you that are wondering, 2008 was 15 years ago. I did the math. I've been burned so many times on this text line from bad math, but you look at what Steph Curry did there. And to me, the the most astonishing part of that audio is hearing those announcers be like, he's got a high arcing three boy. It just goes in more cleaner than anybody you've ever seen. And that now is the reason why basketball is the way that it is. Steph Curry changed it no matter how you want to look at it. He also is one of these athletes that I think in my mind went from absolutely adored to, eh, I'm kind of over it. He put himself in that category too. Now he didn't do things like Tom Brady did where deflate gate happened And all these other things that kind of added up in Tom Brady's career where people were just like, I just don't like that guy. Steph Curry was just so damn good that it found out that little things pissed you off about Steph Curry. Did he kill the mid-range jump shot? Maybe. Is it coming back? A little bit. But the way the game is played and the way that you hear some of these blowhards and the way that people are well, everybody wants to be Steph. Everybody wants to shoot threes. Change the game. We talked about it earlier in the week. Last week. Actually, check that. We talked about it on Sunday. That the reason that March Madness is more intense now, A, transfer protocol, B, NIL deals, and C, the three-point jump shot. Now, there was always a guy that would go somewhere on a team and like a Fred Hoiberg back in the day. He could put him up. And you're like, well, if Fred Hoiberg gets hot for Iowa State, Iowa State can make a run. But Steph Curry made the three-point jump shot something that you focused on. Something that revolutionized the game. 
Steph Curry cannot be duplicated. I personally think the greatest three-point jump shot shooter we've ever seen in my entire life, maybe in your life. I know Larry Bird's out there. I know Ray Allen's out there. But 15 years ago today, Steph Curry beats beats, uh, Gonzaga as Davidson advances with a 40-point dime piece on Gonzaga. And if you don't agree with that, look at the way the games play today. Look at the NBA. Even big guys. You remember Joel Embiid when he came out of Kansas? He's a big guy. He's going to be dominant, but can he shoot the three? The Morris twins at Kansas, can they shoot the three to develop their game even further into the NBA? You remember Al Horford, back-to-back champion at Florida? Al Horford now is almost a guaranteed bet for two threes a night for the Boston Celtics. He shoots them all the time. Big man. Either get with the times or fall behind. And Steph Curry, whether you like him, whether you hate him, you got to respect him. Because, again, I'll play it for you again. This is before anybody knew who Steph Curry was and just the way that they're describing how he's playing it's just kind of foreshadowing to what would be the next 15 years of Steph Curry's career. Davidson riding the longest win streak in America. Let's see if they can do something to get Curry open early. Here is Curry. And he hits. He has a high arcing jump shot. Curry. It's a little space. Oh. Takes advantage and knocks it down from three. Look at that. Wow, arcing. is that sweet. You ever seen a softer three? That's pretty good. Can't ask for a better look, and he hits the three right out of the locker room. Curry's got another one. Look at the left hand. Left hand back to home and one. That's a playground shot right there. Curry right back with a three. Think you ought to guard him? Curry with the steal. Taking on Bolden and one. They're a Curry three away from tying it. Here it is. We're all tied in Raleigh. He is lighting it up. And Lovedale keeps it for him. Curry! Oh, are you kidding me? And he points over to his parents. 40 for Curry. 30 and a half. And now we know about him. A star on the NCAA tournament stage. Stephen Curry leads Davidson into the second round. So fresh to the game, they were still calling him Stephen. And Dell was still with his, well, I don't need to bring that up. Japan ties it with a home run. It is 1-1, bottom two, as we're in the World Baseball Classic. Speaking of the World Baseball Classic, Josh Verner joined us last night, and he said something that I found rather interesting, but I think there is a position on the Royals pitching staff up for the taking. It's a friendly fire type of thing. Who goes and gets it from this veteran pitcher? You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.